Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Today, we're going to do something similar to last week where we talked about how taking a peek at your history, your personal history of trauma, of stress and strain might really assist your practitioner in determining what could be the problem of your really chronic pain. Because the more you can get introspective about what you've been through, what's challenged you in your previous years, the better off you became, you become as an interviewee to your healthcare provider. And in actual fact, if, if more healthcare providers would learn just to hush up and listen to your story, setting, setting you up with some parameters like, hey, um, we'll come back to that in a minute. If they would let you just tell your story from start to finish, generally takes about less than three minutes. If they listen like they care and you see that they care, the truth starts to bubble out of you. So I try to tell my new patients, you know, tell me why you're here. Start from the beginning and help me understand what you've been through between when you first started having your challenges and, and today. And feel free to tell me anything that is important to you because you're, you're the expert. And then I hold a pause and then I literally just shut up. I don't like using that term, hush up. And that, that actually came to me from having the privilege of listening to Dr. David Riley from Scotland. I heard him while I was lecturing at Harvard back in the 90s. He was a physician who just got these amazing outcomes. And really, he, would, he, he reported the reason why was that he knew how to listen. He knew the art of listening. So the practitioner should listen to you. But you, you yourself, as the, health, as the patient, should be listening to you as well. So last week and this week is, is really about honoring what you've been through, honoring the, the injuries, the stresses, the strains you've endured, even though you might have thought you did okay with it, this cumulative stress points can start to add up. And then all of a sudden the practitioner go, oh, wow, that's interesting. Let me take a look at la-di-da something that I might not have done to begin with. But thank you for being so honest and transparent and thinking about your situation. So that's just a little bit of homework as you prepare to talk to anybody around chronic pains. Think about what might have happened to you. 
So let me let me move to a case where this also was last week. I'm I'm really been blessed with some interesting patients lately, but this um, gal had come into the office who had been uh, injured on the job a couple years before, and she was a very compliant human being, and it was doing everything everybody was telling her to do including robust work hardening, which is physical therapy on steroids, trying to get you ready to go back to work. She'd been to acupuncture and chiropractic and massage and had been very compliant, but her pain was nuts and she could not get her scapula to get into place. And so she was always, you know, having this exquisite pain in her upper back because her scapula, she couldn't what we call seat it correctly, S-E-A-T. She couldn't kind of get it where it's supposed to be. And it was exceedingly uncomfortable because you have a lot of pain fibers in and around that joint articulation, but you also have a lot of muscles that are, uh, whose job it is, is to keep the scapula kind of tight to the rib cage and being a stoic force in and of itself, a stable bone by which other bones, uh, by which other muscles attach to, and it can withstand the, the the pushing and pulling generated from the neck muscles and the shoulder muscles. So what happened with this gal was she was working for a company and was closing up the store and a person, a, a man bigger than, than her, was outside this glass window attempting to come in and steal some of the food product and or the money or who knows what. And this, this woman was really fairly strong and had a good grip. So what she was doing is she was holding on to this door and pulling it towards her in, in the direction of closing the door while this big bigger person was, who knows, strung out on drugs or whatnot, um, affording more strength than normal, was on the other side pulling and screaming at her to let him in. And she was trying to protect her employer and his property. And she was just that type of person that would fight for what was right. So all of a sudden she's, she's holding, you know, she's, she's neutralizing him, but all of a sudden he comes out with this super force of just pulling the door away from her. She did not let go. And, um, but the door was managed to be pulled open four or five inches very abruptly. And she, while hanging on, experienced a lot of pain in the upper back. Um, and ultimately she had screamed for the police to come and the police in fact had started to arrive. So he took off and she's left with, you know, closing the door and then um, being in a state of shock, went home, didn't think much about it until middle of the night, she had the most exquisite pain in the middle of her thoracic spine. And um, over the course of several weeks and months, she was trying to sort out what was uh, the best thing to, to do for her. And nothing was really giving her the relief that she, what, that she wanted. And her practitioners kept thinking it was a shoulder problem and she in her mind's eye while a very bright woman you know didn't study anatomy she just didn't think it was her shoulder 
but they were so certain that's all that got treated. And she was, she was diagnosed with shoulder pathology and MRIs and, and all the rest. But she had a strong sense that there was something else going on. And um, she had mentioned to some of her healthcare providers in my office, notably, that she was just exhausted. I mean, the pain level was nuts. The pain medication didn't touch it. She didn't like to take the pain medication. The exercises, while she was getting stronger, did not ameliorate her pain. The massage was intolerable, really uncomfortable. She was a healthy person, ate well, was not overweight, um, tried to stay fit, but she had come to the end of her rope. And while she didn't say she was going to commit suicide, she had mentioned a few times that she was ready because she had no hope for the future. And this was a person who was misunderstood. People, and this is what providers do erroneously, is that they have an idea of what should have been busted up in the process of this injury, and they made conclusions. In this case, it was her shoulder, and MRIs and the rest were negative. And she didn't really know how to articulate that it was a problem in her thoracic spine because she didn't really understand that was a thing. Again, you know, if you don't, if you're not treating back pain, you don't really always know what the weird causes are. So in any event, I had the pleasure of seeing her, my last patient this Friday, and on examination, it, it, uh, it was an interesting case because she could not get her scapula, her wing bone, into the right position. And I stood behind her and watched her several times try to get it there, you know, lift her shoulder up, move it back, kind of twist things around, waiting for that scapula to clunk downward where it needed to live. And when she thought she had arrived at the right position, her shoulder blade was still elevated and it was really uncomfortable. So I knew it was not her shoulder because when I stabilized her scapula and I held it, I could move her shoulder fairly well. So then I started doing an examination of these small muscles in her thoracic spine that cause rotation and stability of the thoracic spine. And they were absolutely out to lunch. And then I started testing her um, test the muscles that stabilized the scapula. And they were really, really hard to test because they were so weak. Now, in this case, what happened to this woman, because she was so strong and could use her hand and hold back, instead of her shoulder giving up the ghost when this strong man pulled the door on her, it was the muscles that were next to the thoracic spine moving to the scapula and the little tiny muscles in and around that area that were just really super aggravated. And muscles will turn off during an injury if they think they're gonna tear. And sometimes, most of the times they'll re-engage, but in her case, they did not. So the good news about her was she was, I mean, obviously she knew what the trauma was around what caused her problem and everybody had sort of misdiagnosed that. But now that we had an opportunity to take a look, we could come up with some new treatment strategies to try to activate the utility of this muscle, to try to teach her brain how to use it. But in, in, in her case, different than last week's episode, she needed some techniques to help the brain remember how to say hello to this muscle. Now, 
she was an interesting case because remember last time I talked about how you need to know what's happened to you in your past in order to help practitioners figure out what's causing your pain. But sometimes people get really freaked out. And if they have had uh, bad pain in the past, they throw that, that those bad times into their future. And in her case, she actually had had a previous bad time where she had a horrible, horrible bone cancer in her leg, ended up in um, putting a big rod in there and her life was at risk. And so traumas of this nature, even though she was a stoic human being, threw her into a little stress point. And I needed to know that she had had that history as well, so that when she was teary about her pain, I could see it wasn't just because of the pain she was having, but it was the fear of the lack of diagnosis and what might be missing. Is this an underlying problem, a cancer or something of that nature? See, we do these things. We, we worry about stuff. And so what I also will tell you as, um, as a patient is this, that you should really not be afraid to mention even the craziest thoughts because um, as Mr. Rogers will say, what's mentionable is manageable. And if you can mention a concern you might have, even though it might sound crazy, you can at least get it off your chest and the provider can go, oh, that is interesting. Let me pursue that. Or, you know, that really doesn't, that really doesn't, it's not valid. So please don't worry about that. And then you can take that off your worry plate. But this, this case I shared with you today so that you can start to understand that when you do have chronic pain, it's ever so important that you get an opportunity to describe your situation completely without someone interrupting you. And um, when you have a, a gut reaction like nobody's really getting you, try someone else. Because if you feel like people aren't listening, if you feel like people are not getting the big picture, they probably aren't. And uh, a second opinion is always proper. And the last thing I'll underscore here is remember if you know, be careful that you're not throwing the pain, the, the anxiety, the fear um, into your future of a previous experience and or at the very least be willing to talk about that. So I hope those are helpful tips for anybody with chronic pain as you're trying to get somebody to listen to you, to help you, to diagnose you, to, to dig down into the right areas. Alrighty then. Make it a great, um, great week and look forward to talking to you next time. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.